0: Ladies and gentlemen around the world, our good friends, our good family, our good neighbors, it is the bottom tier. I am Greg. I am Matt. And friends, we have a super special episode today because it is November and because we are American and therefore our culture and our traditions take precedence over everybody else's. It's Thanksgiving month here on Bottom Tier. Gather your friends, gather your... Family, it's time for Fab's Giving. Fab's Giving right here on the bottom tier. We are joined today by our very good friend, friend of the show and local, local luminary, Jim... I forgot your last name, Jim. Coopers welcome, Cooper's writer, Cooper Ryder.
1: Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on the show.
0: So I'm so sorry I agree. forgot you. We talked that's about right. this four seconds ago, and man, today's been a day. Yeah, no, I, remembered cause, <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> <laughs> I remembered it. Nothing
1: new. I remembered it because right before it was just like you know you're like a fighting character, where they're like we, Cooper
0: Ryder. We had a whole like conversation about it. Like, yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. I feel I feel just great already. So hey, guys, how are we doing today?
1: Good. Yeah, you know,
2: super excited to be on the show. Been a listener for a while. Big fan of your guys' content, so. Well, we appreciate uh, it,
0: Jim, yeah, and absolutely. he, of course, gave us that compliment completely unprompted. That was, yeah. Thank you so
1: much. I'm it not being held against my will, everybody.
0: Nobody needs to come look for Jim. Jim's fine. <laughs> this promise. makes it scarier yeah. <laughs> well,
2: listening
1: to it right now. It makes it sound
2: like we, we do have...
0: just finished Halloween. <laughs> we needed to have one more little like nudge to like finish him off with, but guys. Uh, the big news right now, of course, the torrential flood of dynasty spoilers, is anybody actually keeping up with these anymore? Or are we all just kind of like dazed on the floor across the room from the fire hose hitting us in the face?
1: I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm keeping up with it pretty well. Cause I'm that, impressed by that. I, uh, I work, work at night and so like every time my phone goes off, I'm like, Oh, it's another flesh of blood thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. Like, I'm just like hyped every time. Like Oh my gosh, it's. This is a wild time, like absolutely. This yeah. is crazy spoilers. Oh so. yeah, yeah, very exciting set. I think.
0: What do you think so far, Jim, of some of the stuff that we've seen? And we'll we'll get more into like detail and stuff yeah, in a few minutes. But just like overall, like what are your impressions so far of you know Dynasty, kind of where it's gonna sit, uh, how it's gonna shake things up, like just the thirty thousand foot.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So I think um, at least from the cards we've seen so far, they're definitely aiming to give some help to like the decks and the archetypes that have been struggling. So we've seen some very specific support for Dawnblade Dory, and we've seen a lot of support for Brute, particularly for Rhynar. Uh, some ways to like generate extra resources. Some of those some Brute cards are like... Times crazy yeah good. and they're always fun too that's yeah. one of the things you, I really love to see about brute cards like there's that one it's a, like savage beatdown or something mm-hmm. where it's like it's a 3 for 6 and if you discard a 6 it becomes a 12 yeah so cool stuff like that brute cards are always really fun so even yeah. though I don't play brute I just like I love brute players and I love seeing brute <laughs> cards get spoiled it,
1: it's good then even some of those brute cards like one specifically felt like it was very like okay cool like Levi can throw this in there and be able to banish stuff like they're they're doing support for every hero to a point where I think this set is I it now makes sense to me why it's not coming out before worlds. Because I yeah. think it fundamentally changes everything. Oh, it, like, it shakes
0: everything up.
1: And I know everyone's gonna say that about every yeah. single <laughs> release of like what's gonna happen. But this one, like Uprising was just like kinda didn't feel like it changed a lot of things. While this feels just besides adding heroes, this actually feels like oh, there's so many build Like, I don't even know what build I'm versing as I see you across from me now. Like, it's going to be crazy on the stuff that gets added. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And kind of just to contrast, uh, whenever festival was getting spoiled,
2: it was kind of immediately clear that some archetypes that were struggling weren't seeing support. So, for example, we did not see any specific support for Dawnblade Dory. All the warrior support in that set was focused around dual wielding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time we're definitely seeing, like, help for Azalea, help for Dory, help for the Brutes. So I'm really excited with the, what that's going to mean kind of for the older heroes.
0: 100% like really like especially coming right off of worlds when this is going to launch like that's sort of like the prime time to really do it like we've kind of had you know the big global sort of celebration and competition for the game and for the players in the community and the studio and everything and then we immediately like close the book on that chapter and move right on to the sequel like you know, fab 3.0
1: it's honestly like the way they started the reveals with uh, the big news we can get started with it is the emperor being dead with Stabbed in the whatever <laughs> That was uh, Honestly Great reveal Like I'm really excited For that hero uh, Whose name is Arachne Arachne, Arachne, yeah. Arachne Huntsman yeah. Assassin coming. Mm, Spider so acne You know <laughs> Arachne <laughs> Just
0: kidding that was potentially the worst <laughs> joke I've heard all thank week. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I just woke up. It's great. <laughs> but no, Arachne looks amazing being an assassin class. And I was actually worried in the beginning of the set. Cause I thought it was like, Oh cool. This supplemental set is just for Arachne. Cause all the spoilers were just like assassin. And I was like, Oh man, well cool. Like I'm really excited. But now like seeing all the other support gets, gets me even more hyped for it. But that a class guys, how do you think it's going to be? How do you think Arachne's going to do? And, and everything.
2: Yeah, so um, I definitely think we're going to see Assassin kind of as like a more of a mid-range mm-hmm. sort of thing. I know some people are excited about this, like, Mill thing. Mill's kind of a big archetype in, like, imagine the Gathering, and mm-hmm. I think Pokemon's had a Mill deck at one point. And Just for listeners who aren't aware. I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so Mill is a strategy in trading card games of basically removing cards from your opponent's deck, usually until you run them out of deck, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like an alternate win condition that's really popular. And we have not seen that at all as anything you can do in flesh and blood so far so that's exciting just to kind of see that come around but at least from the cards we've seen spoiled so far i don't think that will be assassin's primary strategy i think you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you're trying to kill somebody from 60 rather than from 40
1: Mm, that makes sense that makes sense like i i i honestly really like the archetype of like the the contracts and like um I don't know how do we want to dive into this? There's a lot to unpack here.
0: Oh, there's so much. Let's let's just
1: just pick something and let's just start going. Well, well, so so like with Arachne, like his hero ability talking about the mill is Yeah, when, let's
2: start, let's start with contract because his ability specifically talks about contract.
1: Okay, cool. So should I okay. So do you, do I'll you have, say the ability and then we talk about contract or do I, just,
2: We can just talk a little bit about contract what it does. So I have Okay, cool. You know, Let's do it, Jim. About it. Jim came prepared. Everybody, awesome. Jim has has a notebook
0: <laughs> out. There's a pen like attached to the paper. Like we're we're hardcore today. Yeah, this, is, exactly. this is this is this is real very bottom official, Very official. Very yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, so contract is the uh, assassin class's main mechanic right now. Uh, really, what contract does is it asks you to banish specific types of cards. Mm-hmm. So all the assassin contract cards can banish a card from your opponent's deck when it hits, and they give you an additional reward if you meet a condition listed on the contract. So, for example, cards of a certain color, cards of a certain type, or cards of a certain cost.
0: Perfect. Yeah, that's a great. That's a way really to explain concise it. and wonderful way to put that, Jim. Thank, thank you. you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah. So, usually the reward is is silver because that goes into play big time for uh, Arachne. But Arachne's hero ability, kind of based off of that, says um, that whenever you play a card with with contract, you may look at the top card or. Top card or target opponent's deck, you may put it on the bottom. So it also gives you an opportunity to opt your opponent's deck to be able to kind of really make sure you hit those contracts and kind of know what's there. Um, and so it's really interesting because they're able to really manipulate your other opponent's deck to kind of know what's going on. Right,
0: exactly. And sort of like, I was a chain player at the beginning, so I take it from kind of that perspective. But with a deck like that that really wants to keep track of what it has at the top and really control how that works. Having this particular hero ability to come in and start completely screwing that up, any archetype that relies on opt or things like that, that's going to be a huge change in how you're going to have to start thinking about how the turn flows, how the deck works um, and how you stack that deck. Absolutely. And I read, I
1: read a interview with LSS. I don't remember who it was from, but, um, they were talking about Arachne and how he was actually supposed to come out during Arcane Rising. I
0: saw that. Yeah, yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah,
2: Yeah. James White kind of mentioned that uh, you can see sort of a sub-theme of top-deck matters in mm-hmm. Arcane Rising with stuff like Kano playing off the top or Azalea flipping cards in from the top. And it makes sense now in hindsight that Arachne also kind of plays off the top. Yeah. But like you said, that's kind of strong when there's a lot of decks who are trying to do that. If yeah. your whole thing is messing at the top of the deck, then it kind of becomes a problem.
1: Yeah, so it's that is it's just super interesting because it feels like he's was... Like now knowing that it makes so much more sense for that ability. And also it makes you go like, where'd visceride come from?
3: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which is what
1: I saw a lot of the comments saying. So that's interesting too. But it's, it's, it looks like a really fun hero with that. And so should we dive into the equipment first or should we go into some of the contract cards? Um, what this assassin does
0: let's let's start with the equipment really quick because we sort of mentioned already that you know contract how it works and that the reward tends to be silver let's talk about what we use the silver for
3: all right
1: cool so uh we can start off with the mask of pure edition i guess because that was the first one revealed it's the cool devil looking mask it's an assassin it is it is pretty awesome the one he's wearing in his art too yeah yeah yeah,
0: it's top the notch. one horn coming off. Like, ah, oh, just beautiful, which
1: I'm excited to talk about. Cause his young hero art is like, it's very weird to me. Cause like, what is this thing? And, uh, we were, yeah. Uh, but well, we can, what is it? Cause like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, like talking, like there's really no fantasy races in flesh and blood, but looking at his photo for the young hero, you can see on the other side of his face, it's opposite of what this mask is. He has like the devilly looking horn and then he's wearing a different mask. And so like, is this dude just like a devil guy? Yeah. Or is he like
0: a spider guy because his name's Arachne? Yeah. Like,
2: or he's like two dudes taped together. Two dudes taped together.
0: <laughs> three kids in a trench coat. Absolutely. Yeah. The best assassin. You never see them coming. It's cool. Like I I don't he's a very interesting design.
2: Yeah, he definitely like they got the whole like visual design for him, right? Like, yeah. He, he, he looks really like creepy and definitely, you know, kind of like a dark, evil guy. So <laughs> top notch. Yeah. Top notch. Well done, LSS. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the Mask of uh, Perdition is, uh, is, has one defense uh, and has Battle Warn, but when it, while Mask of Perdition is in your graveyard, at the start of your turn, you may destroy two silvers you control if you do equip Mask of Perdition. Uh, it has an attack reaction where you destroy Mask of Perdition, target Assassin's attack action and card gains. When this hits a hero, banish the top card of their deck. So uh, that again goes into being able to hit that contract a little bit more. And so you could use that on contract cards that say like you banish the top card of the deck if you or you have to make sure you banish a card to be able to fulfill the contract. This can be able to help with that so they can get that contract done.
2: So. yeah absolutely it kind of lets you double that value of like getting cards off the top like if you know there's a good one on the top maybe you don't know what's below it but you can still take two cards
1: yep and then you'll be able to have a better odd of doing that especially if you chose to use his ability to bury a card you want to be like safe if it doesn't hit the first time yep. to try to get those those silvers out so you can of see like we're already getting like a good like coin resource usage which we haven't really we kind of had with kasai but it wasn't like as strong as this, I would say this actually feels good for. Like, it's the it's, it's actually
0: like like an integral part of how the turn flow is going to function. You pump the equipment, you regenerate the equipment, and then you can pop the equipment again. Just keep that chain going to get those additional effects and to really amp up the pressure. And that's just like, that's phenomenal to see them. You know, you add that in as a mechanic. So one of the you know biggest things is oh well I broke that I can't do anything with it. It's just kind of chilling there now totally wasted it is it the right time like all that kind of stuff it sort of erases some of that while allowing you to keep your momentum up and then uh, they actually did something with the coins that wasn't just stacking them in the side and praying you get like a like a cash out or something
2: exactly yeah it's a little different than kasai since there's sort of like a sustained value proposition here. yeah Yeah. you know every every silver you get or i guess every two silver you get is an equipment you could get back whereas kasai is really kind of you know you stack up your six you play blood in your hands Sort of it. Maybe you'll play it again, but blitz games usually don't last long enough that you ever play it again. So they're really just counters for playing blood hands. They don't really do much more than that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: Um, And then, especially with like the specific equipment and the effects you get off of it for this guy. like it, it makes a lot of sense why you want to keep the silver coming in. It um, does, yeah. It, both it with uh, the mask and especially with the boots.
2: Boots, yeah. That's yeah, the the black tech whispers. He definitely a sustained value hero, which is why I think we'll kinda of see him more in like in a mid range strategy. For
0: sure. 100%. Do you have the boots up right now? I do. Uh, Black Tech Whispers, legendary assassin equipment. Legs one block. While Black Tech Whispers is in your graveyard at the start of your turn, you may destroy two silvers you control. If you do equip Black Tech Whispers as an attack reaction, destroy Black Tech Whispers. Target assassin attack card uh, action card gains. When this hits a hero, it gains go again. Battle Warren. So it's basically a recyclable snappies. That's awesome. Which is like the best boots in the game.
1: And it's needed. Because, like, if we pay attention, like, as we talk about these other assassins card here in just a second, it's uh, none of them have go again.
2: Yeah, that's definitely their big struggle with assassin class right now. And, again, kind of, like, leaning more into that mid-range strategy. Not a lot of in-class go again, which means you need to find other ways to get value off cards in your hand. Yeah, Blocking's a great way to do that. Talk about it a little bit later, but every assassin card blocks three, which is amazing. Only warriors so far have had that advantage.
1: Yeah, that's huge. That's really big. And they're... that, that it's interesting cuz like I feel like so far this class is the biggest mind game class that oh, we have seen like warrior has the mind game but this one's like yeah you went, I mean you went, you can either give me resources and like take it or like you got to give me two cards cuz a lot of this,
0: Warrior definitely yeah. plays a mind game but you basically know What they're going to do is, I'm going to swing with my sword. And now, do I have a reaction or do I not have a reaction? Think about that. Assassin has like 16 different things. Like, are we banishing yellow cards? Are we banishing blue cards? Are we banishing attack actions? Are we banishing non-attack actions? There's a lot more intricacy that goes into that. Um, And especially once you start compounding like equipment effects, um, the effects of, of, uh, of his dagger and stuff on top of that. You get some like really interesting paginations of like moves and turn choices that, with you know other like psyop sort of classes like a warrior or something, you wouldn't necessarily see like quite a depth like that.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and I think kind of as the class develops, you'll also see a thing with um, maybe like not actually banishing cards you see or bottoming cards you see, just an effort to like decrease the card quality of your opponent mm-hmm. rather than actually like taking your banishes and getting your silver maybe sometimes it's better to like ruin your opponents next turn by denying them a blue or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. It's
0: just that, that like pure tactical, like how am I going to screw with this person as much as possible on this particular? That's turn true. Sort
1: of I didn't even, man, you, like you already thought ahead on that. Cause it's like, if you are versing for a briar, for example, and they're running like channel Mount heroic and you see that card, you're like, cool. Like I'm going to deny you this thing that you're banking on hundred percent, a whole turn. And then or be able to banish it too. Like be like, ah, it's banished. Right. And it got that. So like that's gross. It's yeah. really gross. Yeah. No very powerful. That's gross. Uh there's some weapons that they made for the Assassin's Class, which is great. Uh we don't have to worry just about Talishar, but you could totally run Talent. No, <laughs> but uh they have Talishar reacting. you're here to hear first, <laughs> folks. Uh Spider bite is the rare weapon that has come with it uh It's once per turn action uh two resources. the attack has go again it attacks for one and has something called piercing. If this is defended by an equipment, it has plus one. When this hits a hero, the next time they defend with one or more attack action cards this turn, those cards have minus one defense while defending
2: yeah and so, that's wild yeah very interesting weapon
1: it's great it's like a it's like a more expensive Kadachi, but it really punishes whatever where it's like if you want to defend with that it has plus one if you want to defend with it's interesting on forcing your opponent to really wear and tear and like make the choices on it
2: right yeah it's definitely like some pretty efficient damage i mean it's not in terms of like actual like resources per damage like two for one go against not super excellent but <laughs> it can like get you some sustained value uh, if it hits if your opponent's playing a block later in the turn and also, the two costs actually synergizes really nicely with how assassin class cards are costed anyway. They're yeah. almost all zero, mostly or zeros and ones. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, pitch a blue or pitch a yellow, swing your dagger, plan attack action will be a really common play pattern.
0: for Yeah, assassin. and like right when the hero was dropped, one of the big reactions I saw was, well, how is it going to actually push any damage through? Like right. all of these attacks, they have an on hit effect. And they're coming in for like fours and fives, which is great but um like with uh we saw with uh, with azalea as the ranger that you know having cards that are sort of in that range can be really good but without you know the baked and go again and all that kind of stuff it can be difficult to actually push it through right. so something like this that sort of you know you can attack with the dagger they can try to block and then you can like razor or something on top of it push a little bit of that damage through and start the block sort of uh, decrease on the opponent's side um, then you can start really pushing the, pushing the point through uh, with those four and five attacks because now they have to you know they have to block with three cards out of their hand in order to prevent the damage damage instead of just one or two so that's like that's nuts yeah once you start the synergies going like the whole thing is just dominoes falling over
1: it's interesting you used razor because i do feel like a lot of people immediately like went there because it can give those cards go again as well be like cool i can have a bigger turn as the assassin even though i'm not sure if it's I'm interested to be able to play it because I'm not sure if Assassin's going to be wanting like the most go again to, to do that because it's just going to be a mind game the whole time. But maybe in the beginning it wants to put out more damage first as people are like not afraid to block and then later on be able to, to make it just be a slow game where they have to really decide what to do against it. So Yeah, I think you might see some of those
2: kind of like value go again cards like Enlightened Strike and uh, Art of War, which I mean, those are staples anyway, but yeah. Uh, they're particularly good in assassin just both on to kind of make the chain go wider and then give some additional value with art of war to like those on hits.
1: Yeah, that's true. And have the oh art of war I always forget about
0: that. All right, we're 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 just going to start building assassin decks here in a second. So let's uh <laughs> Let's let's move on to something else. Let's only do like one or two more assassins cards because we seriously have like 400 of these things um, and we got like a thousand other spoilers to get through as well. And I want to talk a little bit about Rune blade and like illusionist stuff and things like that. So um, I have a
2: couple of standout cards. That I yeah. We sure got, really Jim hit us. Yeah, absolutely. So we've already talked about the black tech whispers. That's definitely a super core card for assassin. Uh, the next one that interested me a lot is called leave no witnesses. Yes. So it's a majestic red. So you only get one. It's a zero for four. Uh, And it banishes the top card if it hits. Additionally, banishes their arsenal if it hits. So this is a really interesting card because this is one of the first times we've seen like a way to attack arsenal with a one card play. Yeah. So there will be times where assassin like blocks out three cards and then just puts down, leave no witnesses. And then is basically threatening at least taking your arsenal from you and a card off the top, which Mm -hmm. I think is a a really good, which is huge. It's, it's,
0: It's basically a free command and conquer.
2: It is. Additionally, you get the silver every time it banishes a red card and, Everybody wants to Arsenal their good cards, so you're going to find the red in the Arsenal a lot of the time. So this 100%. is one of those. This is one of those contract cards that's begging to be blocked.
1: I didn't even. Yeah, it,
0: yeah, that's every spicy. time, and especially playing into a hero like Dromai or the Emperor or something where they run almost reds. exclusively oh, yeah. reds. Like this is going to be extraordinarily powerful. A huge value. Poor Dromai. <laughs> poor, poor Dromai. Um, I think the
1: other thing we have to talk about is uh, just to have a discussion point is the specialization card because it is very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fun. Oh man. Regicide (laughs) is so cool. Regicide. Yeah. Uh, It's a legendary uh, racketing specialization. When this hits a Royal hero, they uh, lose lose the the game. game. When the contract chain closes, you lose the game. Uh, Regicide can't be defended by cards with the same name as cards in the defending heroes banished zone. When you,
0: you, Matt texted me this card when it dropped. I wasn't paying attention. He was on top of it. He texted this to me and I responded back, What? This is too good. What is this? Like, this card is nuts, man. Especially if, with the banished
1: part where, like, if you're banishing tons of stuff and they're running multiples, it's going to be like, if it's near endgame, you're whip, like, well, like it's, pull this it's, out. Especially
0: with a deck like Viscerai or something where you only have like six cards, but you run them rainbow. Like, that's crazy. You banish the right cards, and suddenly the, he has nothing he can defend with. And if he's rocking like the, the crown of dominance or whatever it's called, like you, you're done. There's, True. Just, there's nothing to respond to.
2: Yeah. And you know, just nice extra value to blue block three. So even in those matchups where you can't actually like trigger the on hit, you yeah. can block with it, you can pitch
1: it. Still, right? Like it yeah. Makes some it. It, it does hit for three, which is pretty easy to block. Um, And also, it has another thing is like the hero has to be royal. And so that rose yeah. another question for me is. They made this class to go against Royal, which is fascinating against the whole, like, Arcane Rising thing, but that's another point. But uh, the Royal, but um, are there going to be good Royal cards? Like, will there be, like, someone like, oh, I'm running Royal Leviah today, or I'm running Royal... Well, Del-
0: they, and, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this in a few minutes, but they've, they've dropped a few additional cards that have additional Royal effects. I haven't been super, like, blown away by them.
2: Yeah, they're not too exciting so far. Nah, so. pretty
0: pretty middling. Yeah.
1: Honestly. So, like, the specializations is just kind of more like, oh, I'm here, just in
0: case. Yeah. Right. I'm here for the emperor. That's mm-hmm. about it. And something that I haven't seen a lot of people talking about, but I'm sure that they are, is the third line where it says, when the combat chain closes, you lose the game. Yeah. So it's it's a total, like, you either get it out, like, right at first when you're super, super confident that you can push it through with, like, a razor or something like that. Or it's like a one-one. We've traded turns back and forth like three times. I'm just done. Like regicide. Let's go. It's like it's a
2: huge flavor one too. And I love cards that have this kind of like baked-in yeah. flavor. You know, if you manage to assassinate the emperor, you win on the spot. If you fail, his guards get you, and there's nowhere you can go. So you exactly lose on the spot.
0: Mm. Just it's, oh, it's, it feels so good. It's such like an interesting card, even if it's not going to see a ton of play. Um, and it just it fits right in one of the best cards in the set. Um, even if nobody ever uses it, exactly.
1: Yeah, just a just a great piece of design.
0: And I feel like like
1: the feeling that's going to happen when you play it is going to be both like exciting and terrifying. And receiving it, you're going to be like, ah, I'm like, oh no, oh no, they, oh no. Have, they have a plan. So I'm just going to do full block and see what <laughs> happens. And then it's like, well, I can push past your full block so yeah pretty much yeah unless you get defense reactions hidden somewhere
0: but right but but still like really interesting i want the art as like a print oh yeah just like we're gonna get a map there's gonna be a map for sure oh I my god so. yeah, i, really I hope so oh, yeah. And, yeah. i need one
1: yeah it's gonna be it's cool it's it's really cool um so with that uh maybe we should jump into like one royal card and because we mentioned it as like i was trying to segue but it didn't do very well but uh nah, let's just there's too much to go through. So There's too much so yeah, to go well, You pick the next card. Sure. I have a couple more assassin cards I want to talk yeah, about. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, really quick. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go through them really quick.
2: Uh, So another one that I think is really good is Annihilate the Armed. Yes. A uh, one for five on the red. Uh, And then the contract is to banish attack actions. Which, I mean, man, everything but wizards running attack actions these days. Yeah. So and, that's going to be a contract. And even really
0: wizard every anyway. once in a while I see him running.
2: Yeah, you'll see, you'll see Um, Icelanders nowadays. Yeah. Battle wizard deck actually runs some attack actions. So... You know, that, that, that card just good value. Again, I like that because it's a one for five. So you pitch a blue, yeah. swing your knife, attack with that.
0: Even even play. if you don't hit them and get the banish effect, like, they're, they still have to double block. They're exactly, still yeah. using two things out of their hand, and that's just that's just powerful.
2: Yeah, super good. Uh, then the other one I want to talk about is Cut to the Chase. So this is an attack reaction. Zero for plus three on an assassin attack action. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing, because this is one of their few cards that's actually above rate. Normally, for like a plus three attack reaction, it's either conditional, like Ironsong response, mm-hmm. or it costs one. So this is an unconditional plus three on an assassin attack action. And then you also get uh, an additional opt, I believe, like an additional reverse opt or anti-opt uh, when it hits.
0: Uh, look at the top card of the Defending Heroes deck. You may put it on the bottom.
2: There you go, yeah. So it's just baked in. It doesn't even have to hit. So just kind of a nice way for them to kind of increase that value because one of my concerns with Assassin so far has been that uh, all their cards are like on rate. So They have like zero for fours and one for fives. And in CC in particular, it's important that you can sometimes break that math to get over decks like Guardians mm-hmm. or to like outrace decks yeah. like Ninjas and RuneBlades. So this kind of helps them do that in a way.
0: Now it, it it is important to note that um, that cut to the chase only applies to assassin attack actions with contract. Right. But considering that they all have contract yeah, at this point, point so yeah, far, or yeah. whatever. But in future sets, we may get yeah. some that don't have contract. So it's important to keep that in mind, Very looking true. towards the future. Very true. But for right now, incredible frickin' card. Yeah,
1: they have so they. I'm glad like you said this earlier, but like LSS kind of learned the lesson because they were like merchant, and all right. of a sudden it's like there's no <laughs> merchant support this is like, all right, we hear you. Here's assassin. Here's tons of assassin support. Right. And like you all can build an assassin deck and we're going to see it. Like, right. It's we, a full class. It's yeah. supported. It's great. So yeah. I'm excited to be able to now have this new hero and, and build it, especially because the young hero is rare, which means it's legal and commoner it everywhere. Is. Yeah. So, yes, sir. Pretty big
2: format for us locally. Nah, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's
1: going to be assassinating everyone. Assassinating <laughs>
0: everyone. Yeah, probably.
1: Uh, with that, um, what should we do next? Should we do Dory? Cause I think that was the first one that was like a different, the iron song pride was the yeah. first one that was revealed after the assassin stuff, which is exciting. So everyone was hyped off the assassin. And then the question was, will this just be an assassin set? And they were like, no, we have iron song pride, which is a warrior instant aura, which is huge. It's a new card type as well. Yep. A new card type, uh, put a plus one counter on the target sword. You control when Ironsong Pride leaves the arena, remove all plus one counters from swords you control. At the beginning of your end phase, if a sword has not hit this turn, destroy Ironsong Pride. So this really helps with Dawnblade and can help with any warrior, which is pretty awesome. But that's that's huge. Like Dawnblade already does this kind of by itself. And plus with the other specialization of Dory, you can eventually, like, pretty much have a turn where you're like... You go plus three on this guy, and it's kind of that's insane. Where it's just instantly kind of it costs one for Domblade or two,
2: yeah. Domblade costs one, so it's
1: like one for six in a turn, te- technically. If you like have this, which is insane,
2: yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely kind of a double down card, right? It, it's really good since your ability to kind of played as a reaction. You know, if they perfect block, you can uh both get your second swing with Domblade and get a counter right now. Mm-hmm. And then, as long as you can you know, kind of keep that going and hit every turn, you're gonna keep those bonus counters. But then if you get hit by an immovable or something, you're losing all your counters. Which you were going to do anyway, because that's what happens with Dawnblade. But, you know, again, free counters is always good. Helps her get going, which was kind of always been her issue in, like, the recent metas. Because, like, if people do let her hit, Dawnblade becomes really strong.
0: But everybody knows not to allow that at this point.
2: Exactly, right? It's like, if you can't outrace her, like, if you're a Runeblade or a ninja, you just do that. Otherwise, if you're, like, a Guardian or an Illusionist, you just block out. Mm -hmm. And she can never really, like, get over, like, blocking correctly and like cards like this definitely help her do that
1: absolutely and i think this also like helps with the other uh dawn blade as well the dawn blade resplendent or Domblade. whatever yeah, yeah. yeah so this can help with that too by giving it pretty much its old ability uh while keeping like the better effect of like if this sword gets go again you'll be able to just attack again with it no problem so that's that's going to help with that too of being able to like attack twice and no matter what, almost pretty much so, right exactly so yeah. it's pretty good, like Dory's definitely going to have a little comeback with hopefully be able to get there. I feel like this set, like ais is like everyone, everyone needs that. like living legend points, everyone needs every, you get some points, <laughs> you get some points, we want to see you gone <laughs> so we can make new heroes, um so yeah, that was a cool one. I really enjoyed that one um. What else? What what card did you like, Greg? What's really stood out to you? Oh, man,
0: the problem is I like most of these cards. Like there, there, hasn't really been one. Like even the ones that I'm not blown away by are still like I can see the the purpose and I can see the functionality in them. Um, one of the big ones for me is one of like the um, the ones that is not that big of a deal when taken just in and of itself, but is a huge deal when taken with everything else. And that's the crouching tiger. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> oh, like yeah. that whole sequence of stuff for ninja is insane
2: yeah it's a new archetype a
0: whole new ninja archetype yeah and yeah. I'm ready for it like I'm I'm already like Brew and Ira build in my head and stuff like this is just it's super super interesting
1: Crouching Tiger is interesting. It's uh we saw kind of like the spoiler happen for the promo cards going on yeah, right now. Where you build freak. yep, yeah, yeah. where you build three uh Crouching Tigers, then they revealed it and it's a zero cost, zero, cost for zero.
0: Zero power, uh ephemeral, which is a brand new keyword. Uh, crouching Tiger we put into a graveyard from anywhere, instead it ceases to exist, which is an existential crisis waiting to happen. Uh, and then it has go again. So you, you can just build up chain links with this. There there was a card that gives all of your crouching tigers plus one. I forget what it's called. Um, but then it, ha- it has a couple of things that it can combo off of, and it's good for building, of course, chain links for a bunch of other things. Because it's a zero with Go again, you create three of them in your Bandit Zone. You just play three of them right there, and boom, suddenly you're at chain link four. Yeah. We, things like um, what? Uh, the God. rupture cards. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday, yeah. Rupture hits, uh, things like flying kick that chain link three or above it gets a bonus, like all of that stuff suddenly it gets much easier to pull off. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, th- this could really, like,. D- put ninja on even more steroids than they're already on. Exactly. Yeah. And there's
2: definitely like a magic Christmas land OTK. I was talking <laughs> uh, to some people on Discord today, but uh, you know, if you can get, there's a one that like makes Crouching Tigers equal to the Crouching Tigers. You control if it hits. Mm. Uh, and it's a two base power, so you can get one off of Mask of Pouncing links. It also has combos, so you can get one off Katsu. <sighs> so it potentially turns where Katsu does like Predatory Streak, plays the thing that gives them plus one, plays out four of them, plays the thing that gets him four more, plays it again, gets eight more. And if you stack that all right, it does like roughly 40 damage without, yeah. getting, without getting too insane, doing stuff like double art and, and it's stuff.
1: all for ones, which is like seeing like a, a course, like we all learned from Kadachi, where it's like, ah, oh, not a lot of people blocked Kadachis, Right. Um, but also we see it with Dramai where it's like, I'm going to attack you individually with these dragons, like one by yeah. one. Uh, and people are like, ah, because it just requires so much like whatever. So it, that's huge. Like that's really,
3: really yeah, scary. A, build. A,
0: a good clear for a ninja. Um, and just like, just overwhelming tiger power, <laughs> yeah. which is wild. It's what I'm calling my, my first ninja deck with this archetype, by the way, Overwhelming, overwhelming tiger. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's cool. Like, I'm really excited to see this build. I think we'll be able to see Katsu. Yeah. Kind of come back up uh, utilizing it. And Ira be, be able to utilize it in blitz and uh, Benji could use it really, really well too. Like it's, it's used. And really,
0: anything that gives Benji a, a little bit of help, I'm 100% for. I don't know yeah, why, he's, but he's I, have, I have a super soft spot for that guy. Yeah.
1: And, of course, I want to see the build with Phi too, but I think Fi is kind of like... I'm not sure if Fi is going to be the one going to utilize the Tiger as much as everyone else. So.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure we'll see that. Particularly, he already gets free chain links anyway. So like yeah. he's not exactly super excited by like zero for zeros since he has a zero for one anyway.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. That's those are re- that's really cool for Ninja and I didn't see that coming. So that yeah. was a huge surprise for Yeah,
0: it, it was pretty great. And then there's one other uh, sort of set of cards that I wanted to bring up. Um, and those are the new Ash cards that we're getting. Um, the ones for <laughs> yeah. Dromai yeah. specifically yeah. that when she invokes... Uh, a particular dragon, dragon uh, they don't have Phantasm. Yeah. That's huge.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, one of them is for, like, the dragon where you can't play instance, which is, like, the decks that are gonna play instance aren't gonna be breaking your dragons anyway. So that one's kind of a little bit like, why right. is this a thing? But, like, the, uh, what, Vincere Kai one? Mm-hmm. He's, like, the... He's a one life, but six. It does three arcane if he hits. Yeah. Taking Phantasm off that is amazing because you never want to, like, two-card block that guy to prevent nine. Like, I mean... I don't right. know. Are you really going to like throw down two cards every time until you can kill him?
1: Right. Like, yeah, it would be like I had, now I have to force myself to kill this guy, which is pretty cool. And it's zero cost, so you're just like it kind of removes like having to produce the ash and I think they have go again, they don't they? They do not they? have go again. They don't. That's go the again. one okay, kind of cool. opportunity cost there. So yeah. it's kind of like uh you attack and then you are setting up for your next turn in Arsenal and all that type of stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But
0: it still counts as a red card, so you can trigger Dromai's uh, hero effect off of it. If you have a way to give it go again, you can start chaining stuff on top of that, and it's it's not really hard to chain in a Draconic deck. So there's a lot of utility here that I think is really going to change the way that Dromai is played and make her a much bigger threat.
2: Yeah, and I think the Drumide decks that have been succeeding lately are the more defensive ones who are waiting for late game to actually set up the dragons. Yeah. Because yeah. you can kind of present problems for yourself if you put too many dragons out and start enabling your opponents like farm on hits. Mm-hmm. We've seen this sometimes with like Dory Domblade will just farm up like eight counters by killing dragons, <laughs> and all of a sudden Drumai can't deal with it anymore. We've seen ninjas will like farm mask of momentum by like killing ashrings and killing dragons. So these are kind of a nice way to like bank for late game. So you can play an ash for a specific dragon that you're saving. I mean, it'll sit out for 10 turns, but whenever you end up putting down you're your opponent's it's, like in a lot of trouble. It's though. worth
0: it to have had it set up for, you know, since the beginning of the game for that one clutch moment where you really need to swing in with that big dragon.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing is that I hope is that we don't have, like, special ash for every dragon, because, like, that's... I think there's some
2: we won't see, like mine in particular, the one who gives you an action point. If it and it's Phantasmus. free already, yeah. yeah. I don't think you'll ever see that one. Um, I doubt you'll see it for the legendaries. It's possible, but I mean, like, Tomaltai, he's the one that destroys equipment. Him without Phantasm would just be like OP. devastating for certain. Way OP. That'd be yeah.
1: gross. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited. Those are really cool cards and I'm glad we got to see that. And I'm still like waiting for the hidden dragon to show up. You know yeah, i think <laughs> we'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> we have Absolutely. to have the, yeah. the joke has to have a hat. Like
0: it's got to come full circle. Yeah.
1: Now this is about those jokes. Crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Let's go. Um, actually, surprisingly, we just had three cards drop as we're talking. Oh, that's fun actually. <laughs> um, so I can talk oh, about man. that real fast. Um, we have a blessing of patience. I don't know if you guys saw this. It's a guardian action aura. Oh, I'm excited. At the start of your turn, destroy blessing of patience. The target hero gains three. Gain three life. So more yeah. life gain. Okay. Yep. What's and then the rarity? it's uh it's a rare and okay. it costs one. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Blocks yeah. for three.
2: Yeah. So I think you'll see that Blue. in, um, uh, what's the, uh, Red. Valda? Red. I think you'll see that in Valda. Yeah. 100%. That's kind of big on like that really defensive strategy in blitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe he could see it in Bravo. Not super sure. I don't think he will see it in Oldham just because he's got better cards to play.
1: But... You'll see it in Yoji for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. Dude, oh. I've actually been thinking about like a, a Yoji life game in Blitz. It's kind of similar right. to Balda. You just don't have like the condition to like end the game as easily. But you get an extra life, which is a lot. One life is a lot in Blitz. Oh, yeah. It makes a big sure.
0: difference. One life is a lot in this entire game. It is, It doesn't exactly, matter what format yeah, you play. Avengers, Absolutely,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, the next card is another ninja card. It's yes. a blessing of key. Uh, key. Uh, At the start of your turn, destroy a Blessing of key, then create a Crouching Tiger in your banish Zone. It gains plus three, and you may play it this turn. Three defense, rare, costs one. It's an aura. That's actually pretty good. That's nice. Um, I like that. That's a
2: good chain ender, like on turns where you might, like, you know, maybe draw a card off Mask Momentum, and it's, like, too expensive to play. Maybe you can have that to kind of cash in for a later turn. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, it's a zero for, I guess it's a one for three next turn, which is, like, not horrible, and it has synergy with all those, like, other Crouching Tiger cards, so... It's cute, at least.
1: Well, it has to be, uh, yeah, at the start of your turn, destroy. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, it definitely helps you for the next turn, which is good. Um, another one is called Blessing of the Occult. It's another aura. So, we got three auras in a row. Is it uh, a room it's blade? It's Yeah. Yep. It's cost one. At the start of your turn, destroy Blessing of the Occult, then create three Rune Chantopes. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually an insanely yeah. good card. That was a
2: really, really uh, good card. Yeah. That's, yep. That's the that's first gold. Rune Blade card. That Every, was good. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> others have been a bit of a struggle. Every
0: Rune Blade deck. And yeah, I've, I've, I've been kind of upset with the Rune Blade stuff. But R- Rune Blade, out of all the classes, needed the least support, I yeah. feel like. so. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, I don't uh, think that's a very controversial opinion. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Sorry. yeah, it's it's kind of your copies four through six of read the runes. I mean, it costs one, but like one for three green chance is not that bad.
1: No, it's it's huge. So like that's those are cool. We're gonna see a lot more auras, which is nice. Every class is getting an aura, which is really cool. So
2: I guess it's a non-attack action too, right? So yeah. Like, even on turns like you could do cheeky stuff. You know, like you have an attack with go again. You then use your spellbound creepers, flash that in, and then still swing with Rosetta. So you're kind of cashing in a little bit for next turn while still getting a Rosetta swing this turn. Pretty solid.
1: There you go. Look yep. at that. That's a good combo. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't talk room Blades, so
0: that's okay. I don't talk warrior. So I was just over here a minute ago going like, cool swords. Mm-hmm. Counter. <laughs> Woo. Hey, Warrior's really cool. All right. They, this card seems like it sucks <laughs> to me. Man. Okay. I just be quiet. We do have to
1: talk about the, like the legendary nobody wants to get, which happens every second. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: someone at discord had an interesting observation today that changed my opinion on that card. But oh, okay. I'll, wait, I'll wait for you to talk about it.
1: Okay, cool. Well, uh, Everyone knows that I have a bad relationship with Bolton now. Uh, it's called Spirit of Arena. It's a legendary card. Uh, legendary, you can only put one in here. If Spirit Arena would be put into your soul and said put it into the arena, you may play Lumina Ascension as though it were an instant. It's a zero-cost uh, legendary card. There you yeah, go. So, so talk about it. Go for it. So
2: here's why that card is actually interesting. Lumina Ascension has go again, and when you play a non-attack action with go again as an instant, you gain an action point. So this creates a situation now where Bolton, if he's going to try to do like a Saber's Lumina combo, needs essentially two less cards in Soul to get the combo going. Mm. Additionally, it helps on turns where he's like doing stuff like attacking with Raiden. Just playing your Lumina Ascensions now with no other support lets you swing Raiden three times. Mm. Because you get two action points.
1: That I did not think about that. Yeah,
2: neither did I. A lot of us didn't. We were talking about it last night. We're like, oh, like this card's like. Oh like boy, like, I can yeah, play
0: Lumina, like, woo. It's like,
2: like, oh you respond to the frostbite by like dumping your Lumina is like whatever. But yeah, it's actually. Did you guys actually good.
0: think about this? Says some genius on Discord.
2: Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's actually good. <laughs>
0: cool. Well, well, maybe we'll see the rise of Bolton on that. I don't think that's gonna happen.
2: Yeah, I think we still need I mean, you and I, Matt, Matt and I have had this conversation before, but charge is just such like a card expensive mechanic from it really a card. It really is standpoint. It like it pitch really a card, is. play a card, charge a card is a huge ask on a lot of turns. I think until we see ways to kind of like cheat cards in the soul or like more there, good zero cost cards. There really
0: needs to be an easier way to get things into your soul. If yeah. if you could li- if there was something that allowed you to like search out a deck a, a card from your deck or something and put that into the soul and then go again or something. like That, I think, would really ele- start to elevate Bolton a little bit. But until something with that sort of utility comes across, I, I think we're going to see him like chilling right down at the very, very I bottom.
1: just think mini-, like mini Lumina Ascensions where it's the... Because Lumina Ascension is great where it's like you hit, you take the card off the top of your deck, and you put it into your soul. I think they just need to have some cards that are just like allow you to just top card, put it into your soul and see if it hits. Yeah. Okay. yeah like yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Like I like, I like that where it's similar to like, like chain and it, like the thing with light and, and shadow, like shadow was all about like banishing and seeing if you get a hit and doing all this type of stuff with chain. Leviah was like putting stuff in the banish zone. Like this needs to be kind of like the chain where it's like you banish into the soul. Well, pretty much you're just going to the, and soul that makes sense. If, if, um, if
0: if they could work it around to be more that sort of flow, um, I think Bolton would start to get actually pretty good. Yeah, Um,
2: he kind of has the advantage, right, of like he can split damage between like weapon attacks and attack actions, which is kind of unique to him for the most part. Um, But yeah, it's just he doesn't really have that like value proposition right now. So i just like to see more cards that are pushed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Nothing too crazy, but just kind of ways for him to like break the math of the game. Just just be more
1: consistent because like he's just kind of banking on a roulette where it's just kind of like I am stacking until I hit this turn, and then I win. Because it is it is hard to break through Lumina Ascension. Like, that is
0: a very scary turn when you see Luminous it happen. a great card, yeah. right. but you can't build an archetype around one great card.
2: And that's why I think you've seen Boltons lean so hard into, like, the Lumina archetype. is like, Raiden's interesting, right? So you go for three yeah. if you charge, which isn't hard ex- explicitly for him to do if he's trying to do, like, an aggro game plan. But it's not enough for him to, like, the other aggro decks, and if he's doing that, he doesn't block well enough to like also kind of just you know improve his position in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's forced into the situation where he's relying on Luminous Ascension to create value, and that's bad. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: My first hero, yeah. don't like him. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> it's okay, man. Bolt in one day will be the best hero, and he's then... fixable at least. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, poor, poor genius. What you need?
1: Cool. Well, then I'm excited to get that legendary. It'll be good. It'll be a good card to get. You know,
0: it's just if, if nothing else, it's pretty good. The art is, is good, yeah.
1: and it talks about Arena, which is the cleric. So, right there, you go. Um, with that, um, we do, kind of sticking with Light, I did see that a new Light Illusionist card came out. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. A well, little too late, but it's a good card. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, it's great
0: it's for Blitz. It's probably not bad in it's, Blitz. Yeah. It's beautiful. The Herald art is always good. Oh, it's oh, another yeah, angel. Yeah, the Marvel art is amazing gorgeous. on that card. Um, the f- with the frameless and the whole, oh, my God.
1: And it's an invoke for Prism, which is it huge. Is, yeah. So um, it's Invoke Soraya, Soroya, uh, Legendary Transformer. Soraya. Soraya. Sue, Ross. Soraya. Yeah. Uh, transform a spectral shield to control and Soraya uh, Arcane of Knowledge. Uh, once per turn, two attack. Whenever Soraya attacks, you may banish a light card from your hero's soul. If you do, Soraya deals one arcane damage to any target. When Soraya deals damage, you gain that much life. It's a ward four, so that means if you just get attacked, it will automatically block for you, which is uh, kind of keeps the spectral shield thing going. But it attacks for four and has four life. So. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's an interesting invoke. Uh, there's a little bit of risk there, right? If you get hit as Prism, while well, you're not going to lose that four life, you'll just lose her. So You don't really have the ability to like use your life total to protect your summons, like Drum I can sometimes do. Yeah, but just the turn you play it and attack with it, it's big value. It's gaining you some life. It's swinging in for what is it four? Yep. Just I mean, not too bad. It costs two, I think, right.
1: Uh, it does cost two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two so, to
0: invoke and then two to uh, to swing with. So, oh, it's to pay for the swing. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. so it's four for four, but you get uh, the arcane damage on top of it. You get the life gain on top of it, and you get a card out with Ward 4. So yeah. when they come swinging in with their 3 or 4 you know, beat stick, that's just canceled. You don't have to burn anything from hand or anything like that. You just have that ready to go.
1: It's also a Yellow Pitch. You can get one in your deck. So if anything, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to save this for later, you can be able to use it to kind of give go again to everything with mm-hmm. Luminarius and all that stuff. So,
2: yeah, I mean... Lunars is gone in CC, but like for playing it right now in Blitz. For Blitz, yeah. well,
1: yeah. I mean that's the only way you can play right. it. right Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Although I, I did see James White did say in an interview recently that they're planning for the um, Monarch heroes, at least the hero uh, talent class combos, to make a return in 2023. Yeah, next year at some yeah. point. So, so Light, light illusion is
0: Shadow Rune Blade coming back around. Yeah,
1: not too far off. Yeah. yeah. That, hmm?
0: I wonder how they're gonna do it. That's next week's episode. How they gonna do it? Maybe next month's episode. This month is packed with stuff.
1: This month is really packed, so that's cool. We got we got the light hero support. I haven't seen shadow cards yet, so we haven't seen shadow room blade or shadow brute stuff happen yet. Um, but it's it's good. It looks looks like every kind of place is kind of getting some support, which is cool.
2: Yeah, you, yeah, it's definitely something you want to see, at kind of at this point in the meta game.
1: Mm-hmm. The the one thing is like we did get that room blade card, but we do have. <laughs> We do have a couple other Runeblade stuff. Like there's a new Runeblade weapon. Yeah. Uh, which
0: which is kinda neat. Like uh-oh. it's it's interesting. It's more of a it's more of a, you know, more of a control rune blade, which is an interesting sort of way to take it. Annals of Sutcliffe, once per turn action for three resources, draw a card. If an attack action card and non-attack action card is pitched this way, create a rune chant token. Rare weapon, rune blade weapon, book. Two handed.
1: Hey, you know what? Uh, I can't wait for Roomblade Sutcliffe to show up for uh, yeah as a hero. I'm yeah.
0: I'm pretty ready for it, frankly. Um, he, he's probably going to be the next Shadow Roomblade. That'd be cool. Throwing yeah. that out there. Yeah. Um, but no, th- this is pretty neat because like. Non-attack and attack action cards, like that's that's all a rune blade does. You want a non-attack, you want an attack, so the decks are set up that way. So that's easy. Mm-hmm. So three resources a little expensive, but you get a card draw off of it, um, and you get a rune chant off of it. So it's really it's not that much more expensive than something like a Grasp of the Arc Knight or something, where you're already paying two plus maybe extra if you already control rune chants, and you get a draw on top of it. So it's it's kind of neat.
1: If anything, like what I like about all these like weapons being revealed and the equipments being revealed field is it allows us to take it and try to build something with it and maybe come across something that's that we didn't see before.
2: Yeah, these are definitely like build around weapons we've seen so far or like kind of weird value matchup weapons like the new warrior sword. Yeah, uh, Maybe accepting the ranger bow which is kind of targeted support uh, again for Azalea. Mm-hmm. Um like rock is really weird and like this Sutcliffe's book is really weird, so...
1: There's another... There's two... There's the axe and the sword that just... That's right, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The axe is weird, too. Yeah, uh, the axe is really weird. All the weapons
0: are weird. Like, they're all basically what the class wants to do in some way. Just shifted a little to the left and looked at from, like, down below or something. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of nuts, actually. And it really, like... It feels like... Honestly, a little bit of a breath of fresh air because like I don't know about you guys, but it seems to me that that things are getting very like orthodox almost like there is a way to play this hero that is optimal and if you don't play it this way you're going to have a bad time um, and I feel like a lot of what Dynasty is doing is really coming in and saying no 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 you can actually play it in a bunch of different ways and here's some stuff to help you do that um, so like when we look at like the Annals of Sutcliffe or something yeah it looks a little funny we don't know if the like the value proposition is there the way that Rune Blades are run currently but if you shift away from like you know more of a red heavy sort of deck something a little bit more blue heavy, you start to go a little wider, you start to go a little bit more control based. Like that opens up some really interesting like play paths. Like if, if you don't even come in with any like real attack actions, like if you focus even more heavily on rune chant generation and coming with arcane and stuff, you can play a really turtly rune blade. Um, and I feel like some of the supports coming to really like Enable those sort of alternate play strategies.
1: I think, yeah, I think you're right on that and kind of bounce off of that. Is I think it's kind of more geared towards um, the reveal being more special. Like when you have to reveal yeah. your hero, like for the die roll. Yeah. Like instead of coming up being like, oh, Viscerite, you already know, you already have your strategy, blah, blah, blah. Instead, it's going to be like, oh, Viscerite oh, with this, like, it's going to make are you, you... Are you playing a
0: sword viscerai or a book viscerai? Yeah, it's going to be like, oh, that's yeah. interesting.
1: I don't think everyone, anyone's going to go off Rosetta Thorn. That's going to be there
2: until Ro- right. Rosetta's too Whatever. good.
0: Uh, w- but when Briar gets banned and your choices are... going to have some are, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, this might become, you know, something you actually look at then.
1: Yeah, but, like, with with that, though, like, that reveal's going to be more special with all this stuff coming in because it's like, oh, you're playing rock version or, and, like, what do I have to look out for? Like, it's going to change, like where there's not like a catch-all for this class or whatever. You're going to be more, it's going to be more like a game, I guess. Like where are yeah. just yeah. going to feel like more options with these heroes, which I think like this set so far has really impressed me to be like on the hype train again of like, yeah, this looks great. Yeah.
2: So. I think it helps out kind of those left field strategies Yeah, since you only reveal your hero before you reveal anything else. So if yeah. you're on like a rock brute or on a Sutcliffe's, uh, Rune Blade. They don't actually know that when you present your hero. Yeah, and but even like certain archetypes, like we're talking about, like the Crouching Tiger Katsu, you won't know that until he puts down a Crouching Tiger, right? Exactly. And then you're like, oh snap, yeah,
1: yeah. I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. So I, I'm excited for that aspect because we're gonna be able to do a lot with deck building and and a lot of experimenting with with this new set, and it's gonna kind of like bring some of the old cards back in in a different way to kind of bounce off of these cards as well. So well,
2: speaking of new archetypes, can we talk about
0: the new mechanologists? I was oh, just it, about to bring yeah, up dash yeah. because my God got a mechanologist is popping off right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, really? Some of the best cards in the set so far have been met cards, including uh, the one that everyone's talking about. The nitro mechanoid. Yeah. Uh, yep. Voltron. It, Voltron. It, it, yeah. Voltron in flesh and blood. It is. It's awesome i I want one, I'm building a whole dash deck around it. I don't care what anybody says, yeah, no, it's a fun e- card, even if it's not viable, I'm forcing it. It's happening.
1: I'm excited. Dash is gonna see some love, so and I was chatting with somebody. It's actually
2: kind of an interesting card for Data doll because yes, the, uh, it is the item that you need to actually like sacrifice to play this thing qualifies for like the put into play banish off of data doll. It's low enough cost to do that. Mm. So data Doll can kind of just like play her data doll thing for a few turns, banish these things by boosting or whatever. Yeah. and Just get them. Cause, cause
0: really it. the, the only items you need to have on the field other than, you know, the, the invoke card basically are three right. hyper drivers, yeah. right? Yeah. Hyper drivers are all two cost items. Data doll procs that. So, you and, know, and they now
1: made a hyper drivers Rainbow every hyper drivers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm, you know, you run six of those in blitz or if, uh, I think data dolls getting an adult version here soon.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, so what made you
0: say that? Uh, well, so there was a mechanologist card that dropped called bios update, uh, where in art, if you look like right behind, like towards the background a little bit, there's like a character model for something that is definitely like a data doll ask sort of like Android, but it's more complete looking. So, me and a bunch of randos online think that this is going to be, uh, like dated all Mark IV or yeah, something. Yeah.
2: It's already they've already set it up too with the whole. How they yeah. Oh, it's Mark
0: III right now, right? I think or, Mark yeah. oh, II. So yeah, it's a really doubted all Mark III. I can keep so track three. of the Mark okay, numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, the, the maybe
2: we'll have, have one are... more intelligence. <laughs> I, I want to be surprised. I think I hope so. You know, she was a test to see what happens if you have three intelligence,
0: and as it turns out, it's, uh, it's rough. rough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. but it was gonna be right from a design standpoint because every hero, you know, with the exception of like the wizards and a couple of the guardians, has the same stat line so not at all was, was a chance to see like well what happens if you mess with the intellect if you haven't messed with
1: yeah but they do like Daydal does have a great ability to be able to make up for that so we'll see we'll see yeah. what they do with that maybe they keep playing with that and there is actually a three hero and it makes
0: sense so yeah. i'm super hopeful I'm, I'm i'm really powerfully feeling the mechanologist right now like pro- probably the best weapon reveal, frankly, with uh with the Nobby Blaster, and then all of this great support stuff. Like I'm just I'm I'm freaking out, man.
2: And I also like that for Mechanologist, they didn't take the easy way out by just printing more boost cards, right? Like, we they actually saw that in Everfest, right? A lot of like yeah. functional reprints, essentially, of existing boost cards. Yeah. but mm-hmm. this time they've brought out a new archetype and a new way to like look at dash that's not like pistol control or boost aggro. And it,
0: it it's it's, it's item heavy it's an right. item heavy deck which is you could run that before but it wasn't particularly viable exactly um, yeah. a but, lot of the
2: items that aren't like the pistol support are really super situational it's yeah. like oh it like, prevents arcane damage or if they have like something that attacks for one it gets minus one and all this stuff okay
0: so, well i'm playing rhinar yeah right? like, i can't okay. use any yeah. of this
2: yeah
3: yeah
0: so that's cool i'm i'm man this set I'm just, we've been talking about this for like 45 minutes or an hour at this point already. And we could keep talking about this for like three more hours. There's just so much content and it's so it's good stuff too. Like it's not for the most part. It's not like, wow, this is trash. I don't want this.
2: Everfest had that issue. A lot of the like, Potions were items like potions and talismans. Yeah, so most but, of them were not. That
1: costly. being said though, I do see like things for those items to actually be used like a little bit, right? Like we do have like the, like the item of cremation or the, yeah. the other one that banishes stuff. Uh, since you have Arachne now and your cards are getting banished, that item can actually come into play for yourself really well to be able to do certain maneuvers, which is really cool. So, uh, that's interesting it's kind of like a good cyborg card for just against him so you'll be able to see maybe some of the items kind of become relevant with with the addition of that hero uh, happen but they're still garbage <laughs> they still don't give you a lot so. still though
0: I I love that about flush about flesh and blood because they don't have like a full proper like banning and like illegaling cycle. I don't know what the it's called
2: a rotation. Thank
0: right. you. I knew that there was a technical term. My brain just <laughs> didn't want it right then. Because there's not that formal rotation, like the old cards have new life every time a new set comes out. And you yeah. find the new synergies and the new ways to construct the deck to really maximize the old cards in the new meta and that's just freaking phenomenal.
2: Yeah, and I think I've seen James White also say that that's a goal when they, like, print new sets, particularly supplemental sets. And also when we see new class talent combos cycle around, they want to design those heroes in a way that you look at the cards that they weren't going to play, and maybe those get new life in a new hero.
0: Which is awesome. I love that. I- yeah, I played magic the gathering for a long time and I just got so burnt out of like, Oh cool. I have to buy 19 new sets this year because that's how standard works. Yeah. Like I couldn't keep up with that sort of nonsense. So having like a card pool I can use forever, even if I never buy another product, I can still build decks and, you know, have pretty fun cards to play and stuff. That's, that's just fun.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So what is, I guess let's kind of like sum it up of what is your, like one thing you're excited about the most. We'll start with our guest, Jim. Like, what's the one thing that you're like, this is going to be the best thing ever?
2: Yeah. um, I think for me, it's got to be Arachne. it's got to be Assassin class. I'm actually not even really planning to play it at this point, but I just think that new play pattern is really interesting. And I know a lot of people locally are super excited for, you know, just brewing for that hero and playing him and trying him out. So I'm just excited to have a whole new class injected into the CC metagame to kind of mix things up.
0: Yeah. I like the Greg, how about you I'm in kinda of that same place. Um it's it's less about Iraq news specifically for me and more about the set as a whole really coming in and like Trying to change the way that people are playing the heroes, um, Arachne of course is a total unknown quantity at this point. Uh, live testing, of course, is much different than the stuff that like LSS does in the studio and all that kind of stuff. Um, but besides that, just the new avenues available to your Runeblades and your Mechanologists and your Warriors, kind of seeing that refresh refreshing of some of the more legacy cards and archetypes that's the most exciting thing for me. And that's honestly like my mind is just like freaking out over new deck builds and stuff. So I'm just excited to like jump in and start playing with stuff and see what works, what doesn't, and what ends up being just a complete left field surprise.
1: That's awesome. Uh, for myself, like it's dumb. This is like a dumb, like a bad take. And I know it. Uh, it. I'm actually really excited to just, build something royal just to do it once just so oh it my works. god yeah. Yeah. yes yeah, give it a shot yeah just be like all right here you go and like iraq can kill me like, of dominance, but baby. I, i'm excited to like see if there's some hidden cards we don't know about it in the with the royal aspect because i feel like there has to be something better than what we've seen so far that's so we that's haven't four. seen the fabled yet so you never know yeah there's
0: so <laughs> looking <Yeah>. at <laughs> gotta pull that right uh February has all this laid out by like uh, set number and stuff. Yeah. So in between the end of il- the illusionist set and the beginning of like the Royal, like generic set, there's one that's not been revealed before crown of, Do- uh, before down, crown of dominion, excuse oh, me. Okay. Uh, and then there's like four or five other cards kind of in that range that we don't know about yet. Um, a couple of those I think are probably going to be like tokens or something like that. But that still leaves several cards that will that could have that royal sort of effect yeah. and flavor that we have no idea about yet. Um, and if the Fabled card is not a royal, they, they made a huge mistake. They completely oh, missed the boat on that. Okay. So hopefully uh, the Fabled has a royal effect. Uh, hopefully it's something great to kind of counterbalance the kind of middling Royals that we've had so far. Um, and hopefully Royal actually like becomes a viable, like sub strategy instead of just some sort of wacky I just want to build a Royal
1: thing and be like, here you go. Like, this is cool. So that's what I'm excited for the most is, is that, uh, there was, I had a thought when you were talking and I forgot it, but it's all right.
3: (laughs) It happens. We'll come back around to it
1: one day, one day, but yeah, but that's, I'm excited for this set. It's a very good set. And, uh, I hope you guys are as hyped as we are as we just nerded out in your eardrums for like an hour. We are.
0: And and we are running out of time. So, guys, we're not going to do any of our normal recurring segments. This has been kind of a special episode.
1: (laughs) No lessons learned.
0: All right. We can sneak in a quick lessons learned. Matt, what's your lesson?
1: My lesson is just go out there, have fun, and build some cool stuff.
0: Cool. Jim, did you learn anything cool this week in Flesh and Blood?
2: Uh, you got an arsenal if you go turn zero.
0: You got an arsenal if you go turn zero. That's that's good. I feel like that was directed at me. That, that was directed I f- at me.
2: I, <laughs> I lost a game because I made a bunch of ash on Dromai in lieu of an arsenal, and I lost one the game. Yeah, so there you that.
0: go. Lessons, lessons from the field. For me, uh, it's just have fun. It's just keep having fun. When it becomes work, when, you, when it becomes angry, you've lost the thread somewhere. And with that, everybody, we have uh, satisfied all the contractual obligations that we have with you, our beloved listeners. Guys, we are so, so happy that you joined yep. us here today.
1: Jim, thank you for being our first guest for Fabs Giving and, and really taking good notes and everything. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I was
2: super excited to be here with love listening to you guys. So.
0: And we loved having you. Hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Hope so. Everybody, I'm Greg. I'm Matt. We're the bottom tier, and thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Have a wonderful rest of your day.